Yes, let's get into it. Consistency, consistency is the key to success. My name is Anna K. Hutchinson and you're listening to 4 Change People. Let's chat, let's laugh, because it's your time to start choosing you. Hey guys, this is Anna K. Hutchinson and I'm here with John Davis. And we are going to be talking about the five F's. John Davis is an internationally known speaker, comedian, fight director, and action hero. He has traveled extensively throughout his throughout the world, speaking to audience of all ages and backgrounds in 28 countries and over 4,000 live performances. John inspires you to set and reach your maximum potential and awake your inner action hero. After the tragedy event of September 11, 2001, John dedicated a great amount of time to bringing entertainment to the soldiers overseas. On six USO tours, John has performed more than 100 shows and has taken his comedy to even the most remote bases. So some rapid questions, we're going to get into it. So Okay. Texting or do you like to talk on the phone? Texting or talk on the phone? I prefer talking on the phone. Yeah. Um, how about your favorite day of the week? My favorite day of the week. It, it all depends on <laughs> on the um, the gigs that I have to do that week. If I have a, a big gig, it's always the day after. <laughs> or, or as I like to call it, hammock day, where I get to lay in my hammock. <laughs> okay. And what's your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday would have to be Christmas. Ooh. Although, although I did, I did make up my own holiday. Uh, August first, I call it the day of lazy. I it's wonder day why? <laughs> because I do nothing on that day. <laughs> well, listen, whatever pleases us, right? <laughs> That's right. And um, if you could decide to do one thing right now. Anything right now? What would it right, be? You mean right now in this moment? Right now, right now, this moment. If I could decide to do any one thing right now in this moment, I would want to talk to you and your audience and share something. Oh, that's awesome! Thank you, and that's why you're here. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Thank you for being here. All right. And what's the most impressive thing that you know how to do that no one else knows how to do? Most impressive thing that I know how to do that no one else knows how to do. Or you think no one else know how to do it? Uh, I know a lot of people know, who do a lot of the things that I do, but there's very few people that I know who who can do as many things as I do. I do uh, Elizabethan sword play. I do broadswords. I do katana work. I do bull whips. I do nunchucks. I do butterfly knives. I do um, multiple forms of martial arts. I actually took classes in in um, Swahili stick fighting. <laughs> um, I'm so, just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot so of I've, stuff that I don't know how to do. <laughs> I've done a lot of stuff, fight, fight wise, and um, and I also, um, as far as other ex just experiences, I've I've met and worked with really amazing people in my life. Ooh, awesome, awesome. And what is something most people do easily that you find to be difficult? Uh well, I find my I find that my life is really easy right now. 
I think in the past, um, I had a lot of self-doubt and self-worth issues. And I think a lot of people suffer with self-doubt and self-worth issues. And in the past, I struggled with it quite a, a lot because I had, um, I had an abusive father. And so my struggle back in those days was that I, you know, I couldn't get anything done because I didn't believe I could. And now <laughs> all these years later, I've done more than most people will ever do in their lifetime. I mean, I, if I'm just sitting here right now, I, I laid in the Pyramid of Giza. I climbed Machu Picchu. I, I uh, climbed Mount Sinai. I swam in the Blue Lagoons of Iceland. I, I've been all over the world and done all kinds of amazing and crazy things. But back in the day, I could never have done that. Never have done that. Never. Yeah. And the opportunity to travel to these places, um, as it opened your eyes to see that, you know, how the, the culture um, surrounding, you know, different, um, you know, people are so different. And people are so different. And yet people are also the same. I've traveled all over the world and I have never found uh, any country that I've ever been into, it, it, even when I didn't speak their language, where I couldn't communicate. People understand each other. People can people can can communicate. The thing that I see that's very prevalent right now in this world is is, and I think it's a big problem that we have here in the United States, is the majority of the people that cause the problems are the people who haven't traveled, who haven't gone out and experienced other cultures. Um, I think I like my old hometown is it's a beach resort in Delaware, but it's a beach resort in the summertime, and in the wintertime it's a farm community, yeah. and and the people who live there in in the in the wintertime, a lot of them have never left their 30 square mile area. And, you know, they don't see the world like I do. I've been all over Africa. I've been all over the place and, and everybody's, everybody's the same. It's just, and, and another thing is, is when I go and I'm, I'm there as a speaker, I ask my audience what's most important to them. I ask every audience ever, ever, that I speak to. And the answer I always get, the number one answer is always family. 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 So if, if family is the most important thing to everybody in the world, then we're all pretty much alike. Exactly. Exactly. Right. You know, I never thought about it that way, but the way you put it, it's in fact true. Cause I mean, like, you know, we ask that question, you know, what is, what is something important to you or what is your why, you know, as a, a business um, person, you know, you want to start your business. Why do you want to start the business? And the number one thing is family. You know, right. You want to have that income to provide or to support them. So, and, and also, also not just to just the income aspect. It's it's the example you set for your kids. And and you know, for instance, my son, he's an amazing, amazing young man. He's seventeen years old. He's he's a, he's about four inches taller than me. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's six five. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but he's I mean he's an incredible kid. And and I don't think. He would have been if he had the same experience I had, you know, I'm at 17. I was not nearly as secure and confident as he, as he is now. But then he, he has learned from you, you know, right. Knows. Right. And that, that, that's the goal. So for yeah. me, my, the importance of me being the best I can be as an example is, is huge for me. That is my purpose for, cause I got a son that I, cause really, if you're a parent at all, <laughs> your job is to make good people. <laughs> exactly you want that legacy to keep going right uh, you want right. to leave it behind and say hey you know i've done a great job raising this kid so <laughs> right right they so they, they 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 are your your um your testament to who you really were exactly. you know the kids that you leave behind exactly 
So 28 countries you have um, visited and you pretty much went to help the soldiers. Like I did six, 16 on the USO tours. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done other um, uh, trips for metaphysical or spiritual reasons. I, I'm a student of all spirituality. I, I study all of it um, as much as I possibly can, because I think we all need to find our own truth. Yes. And so I spent trips through India and, and um, all over the world, just studying various different cultures and different, different belief systems. I think, I think one of the biggest issues we have in the world right now is the fact that um, people aren't willing to look at other people's beliefs and, and find the commonalities. Instead of saying, I'm right and you're wrong, they, they can't say, oh, look, we both think that. You know? Exactly. Or we, you know, agree, agree to disagree. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, that's one of the things. So the five F's, we're going to get into it. Um, you're going to talk, talk to us about it. Um, so the study of the brain science. Um, yeah. So share with us why you, you know, decided to even, you know, create these steps. for Okay. Well, well, I am a fight director, stuntman, all those crazy things that you read in the introduction, right? And yeah. What's, what's interesting about, about those things is all of those things are based in the fact that I had to overcome some fears to do them. You know, I, every, every big thing that I had to achieve in my life was, was, happened because I was able to be bold in those moments. I was able to actually say, I am, I'm not going to fall into my fear. So once I started really studying what that was, now I had an experience back when I was 22 years old, my dream was to be a stuntman. And I w- was asked by a friend of mine to help him unload boxes of clay at his house. And I went over to help him unload boxes of clay at his house. <laughs> and I climbed up in this place. And I was, I, was, I was very healthy. I was an actor and I was strong as an ox. I was already doing sword fights. So I felt like, all right, yeah, this is just another workout, right? I know, it's nothing. <laughs> nothing can harm me. I climbed up in that van and I picked up an 80 pound, 80 pound box of clay. And when I turned to set that box down, my upper body separated from my lower body and I collapsed and was paralyzed. Um, And the doctor told me flat out, you will never ever have a physical career, you know, give up on being a stuntman, give up on being a fight director, give up on all those things that you want to do and start looking for something sedentary that you can do for the rest of your life. Cause at 22 years old, you have a long life to live and you just will never be able to do that. And during that time, I read a book uh, called the Tao of Jeet Kune Do by Bruce Lee. And he wrote that book when he was in traction in the hospital. Uh, And they told him he would never do martial arts again. And he got out of the hospital because of his mental flexibility. And and he went on and did every movie that we've ever seen him in after that. Mm -hmm. So I started reading about this flexibility thing. Then I went and did all my my shows. I ended up doing over 4,000 comedy sword fighting shows. And during that time, I went over and I I started working with soldiers in in Iraq and Afghanistan. And I started seeing how they were achieving extraordinary results. Mm -hmm. And I started looking at what they were doing and how they were doing it. And then I was also working in stunt work. And I was working with the, the fight directors who did the movies Highlander and Star Wars and all these big guys. And I started talking to them and I started seeing a correlation between the two. Yeah. You know, they were both putting their lives on the line, one of them for our freedom and one of them for our entertainment. <laughs> and I started going, okay, what, what's going on? And I started seeing this pattern form. Well, then I was in, in finding that pattern. 
I started studying neurolinguistics and how the brain works. Mm -hmm. And I discovered what these guys were doing was hacking our primal fight or flight response. There's a natural primal flight or flight response that anything that comes into our life, anything we're trying to achieve, we always assess it first as a threat or not. And so we look at it, we go, we go, here it is. We, we have a natural response Mm -hmm. and the first natural response is fear, right? Now, when I ask my audiences what, what fear is, they say, you know, I always hear this one. This is the, this is the, the pat answer. Um, false evidence appearing real, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, I don't believe that. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that answer. Was that? The cliche answer. It's the cliche answer. I don't believe it because fear, fear itself does not come with evidence. Fear itself does not come with evidence because fear, when you break it down, brain science-wise, scientifically, fear is an emotional reaction to some future event that may or may not happen with your focus on it being negative, right? So that's what all fear really is. It really is negatively focused on certainty. Yeah. And so these guys had to figure out how to, how to hack this fear response. So the first of the five Fs is fearlessness, right? And, and the five F, to, to get to your fearless place, you have to assess how you set fear aside. So I asked the soldier of the field, how do you set your fear aside when you know you're about to get shot at? Yeah. And he says, he says, well, I just have to <sighs> take a breath. Take a deep breath. Right. Well, it's not, and it's interesting. It's just everybody thinks it's a deep breath. It's actually a long exhale. Because what happens in the fight or flight response is you ever do you, do you ever watch National Geographic shows on TV? I do, but not all the time. <laughs> okay, so you've probably seen that one episode with the gazelle. No. Well, come on. It's all, they're all with the gazelle. It's a joke. (laughs) Basically there's a gazelle out there eating grass in the field. It kind of looks like this. And then all of a sudden the predator cat hits the field. The first thing the gazelle does is gasp for air, right? When we get into a fear response, we naturally gasp for air. You, if you, are you, are you a parent? No, I'm not. Okay. My aunt. you, you, uh, so, okay, you, so you have nieces and nephews. Yeah. When they were real small, did you ever see one of them almost fall? Did you go? <gasps> exactly. And, and gasp exactly. Yeah. Natural fight or flight <laughs> response, right? Well, what that fight or flight, when you look at that, that response, what that is, is that's filling your lungs up as full as they possibly can be so that you can run further and faster. That's the natural response we do. Okay. Yeah. So what happens in the fear response is, is something happens that gives us a startle or a scare. Yeah. We fill our lungs up as fast as we can. And then our, jo- our, our body's job at that point is to keep the air inside. That's why you see people going, they're breathing shallow and they're scared. It's not that they don't have enough air. It's that they have too much air, right? And they're trying to keep the air inside. Yeah. But what, ha- what also happens is your brain gets turned off for anything other than survival and air. And it, the soldier in the field, when he goes <sighs> and relaxes his muscles, what he actually is doing is turning off the fight or flight response and turning his brain back on. And the way they use this, yeah, the way they use this in Hollywood and on stage is if say an actor's on stage and he's been practicing his lines for, for months and he has that freeze moment where he forgets everything he's supposed to say. Yeah. Right. He's trained to, to go. Ah. And the, the response shuts off 
and all his lines rush right back into his head. So that's actually a, a, a technique that's used in theater all the time. So the first of the five F is fearlessness. It's fearlessness. fearlessness. So what would you say to someone who probably have, you know, used this strategy before and they're saying, hey, you know, it shut my brain off, but nothing happens after that. You know, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't get to work you know, or get in the idea that I want or get the actions out. What would right. you say? Well, you're, you're, that's a perfect question because you're leading me to the second F. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> Focus. Fearlessly focus. What are you focused on? You see, your subconscious mind, mm -hmm. your, your subconscious mind, which is based on uh, memories of past experiences, is behind you, right? Your subconscious mind is your partner in helping you achieve whatever you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Okay. So, say, for, have you ever bought a car? No. Okay. Do you know anybody? Do you, do you, like, do you like certain cars? I do. Tesla. Okay. Is there one particular car that you like? Tesla. Oh, oh Tesla. <laughs> have, have you now that you've now that you've consciously chosen that you like Teslas? Do you see Teslas all over the place? I go, yeah. Yes, I do. You, I you do them. see them all the time, right? Yeah, I do. So what happens is you consciously choose something you like. Your subconscious mind will show it to you. Yes. Right. So that person who has said, "I can't," mm -hmm. they are focused on, on fo focusing on not being able to. So their subconscious mind will show them not being able to. That's the way it works, right? The interesting thing is, is that, do you know, any, do you know negative people? I do, a lot. Okay. Have you ever noticed that those negative people always have something to be negative about? Always. Yes. Always. Certainly. Always. Because <laughs> they're focused on negative, and so their subconscious mind is showing them negative things, right? Mm -hmm. And when you call them out on it, the next thing they're going to do is they're going to go find somebody else and point at you and say, look what they did to me. You're going to become their next negative. Right? Or they will always say, you're just always positive. Or you always see things differently than I see. things." Right. Yeah. Are you a positive person? Yeah. Okay. I try to be. Well, so, so you're focused on positive. So you see positive things in the world, right? The people, the people who, who don't think they can in their past experiences have had limitations from other people telling them they can't or failures of some sort. And so they've stacked all these present moments behind them that say they can't. Right. And if you look at that, what all that is, is a bunch of subconscious belief. Now, where's that come from? That subconscious belief comes from memories of present moments, right? There's only one moment that you're able to do anything. It's the moment you're living right here and now, right? All of the, the past is, is, is stored memories of those present moments. All the future is, is place, a place where you set goals for future present moments, right? So the person who says, I can't, right? They're sitting here and they're looking at that place up here and they can't set the goal because they don't believe they can. But uh, let's see, the problem is a lot of people who, who want to, if they want to make change in their life and be, be bold about doing it, what they really need to do is realize that, <laughs> no, first of all, no great change has ever happened magically. It's never popped into your experience, right? Nope. And another thing is, no great change has ever happened without you doing something, right? No great success has ever happened without change. Put it in reverse. For that great success to come to you, it, it all depends on small 
successful present moments stacking up and bringing that to you. A lot of people think they have to get to that, that outcome. That's not the way it works in the brain. The way it works in the brain is you bring that to your present moment and you experience it. So fearlessly focus. What are you focused on? Are you focused on something positive? Are you focused on something negative? Focused on achievement? Or are you focused on, on, on failure? So fearlessly focus. You know the tough part? When you're not focused. Yeah. Faith, belief, confidence. Fearlessly focus with faith. Mm-hmm. Right? Can, do you believe in yourself enough to, to actually Execute believe it, you yeah. can get it done? Right? Yeah. So that, that really that's really the first of that's the first three of the five apps. Fearlessly focus with faith. I mean, in my life, my son, my son, like I say, he's 17 now. But when he was six, he taught me a great lesson about faith. You see, we have a Nerf crossbow. Yeah. You know, you know, Nerf crossbow is. Yeah. Okay. They are so accurate. They are the most accurate things in the world. And they sting. (laughs) And they sting. Yes. My son and I, when he was six years old, had a game we used to play with our Nerf crossbow. We one of us would sit on the couch in the living room. We would shoot across the living room floor through the kitchen door and hit the side of the trash can in the kitchen. It would go ping, right? And he'd giggle, and it was the best. And and. But you could hit it every time. And, and him at six years old, he could hit it every time because the thing's so accurate. Yeah. So whoever wasn't shooting would stand halfway between the couch and the kitchen door with two Nerf swords doing this, like flailing them up and down so that the crossbow bolt couldn't get through. Mm-hmm. Well, being a, a, a good dad, my job was to let him win at six years old. And so I, <laughs> I'd get up there and I would do the thing, but I'd leave the whole center open. So he'd hit it every time. And then it became my turn to shoot. And I'd get up there and I'd hit the floor and the wall and the ceiling and him and anything but the trash can. About the fourth or fifth time, he starts laughing. He says, Dad, I know why you miss. I go, I go, why, why do you think I miss, guy? And you know, I thought he caught me. He goes, because you don't believe you're going to hit it. <laughs> right? You got to believe it. You got to believe you're going to hit it. You have to have faith that you're going to have, have the outcome. You know, your confidence in self, your confidence in the outcome is what creates, you know, if, if you, if you took it out of, out of achievement mode and put it into spirituality, you know, even Jesus said, it's your faith that heals you. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and Buddha says, what you think you become, you create your world, you know, and, and Gandhi says, you have to be the change. It's all the idea of, of, encompassing it and being it and believing it so fearlessly focus with faith yep so um can someone really go through the stages of fearlessly focus and faith and execute it fully without having the last two stages to it you are so good (laughs) you are so good because the next of the of the five f's is follow through it's actually getting off your butt and doing something, right? Because <laughs> right? you have this thing, you've set your fears aside, you're focused on a goal, you're yeah. believing in the goal. Mm-hmm. Now it means that right here, right now, in this moment, you got to do something. Take action. And mm-hmm. Take action. If you're not being bold in your present moment, you know, you're not going to achieve the change that you want to see in your life. You know, you're, I'm sitting here talking to you right now. And I am 70 pounds down than I, from when I was four months ago. Nice. 70 pounds nice. down. And, and that didn't happen overnight. That happened one meal at a time. Exactly. Right? One meal at a time. Yeah. So 
Your small actions here and now will get you to there. Fearlessly focus on faith, follow through. Here's the last one. And here's the one that, that is that is natural. And it's just really kind of a, a situation that gives you the, mm-hmm. um, the impetus to keep moving. When something comes up that seems contrary to what you're trying to achieve, something always comes up that seems contrary to what you're trying to achieve. Something always seems to be a blockage. Oh, uh, yep. At that moment, Bruce Lee would say, be like water. You know, you flow around it, you flow over it, you flow through it even, mm-hmm. right? You have to stay flexible in, in, your, in, your, in your mindset. Now, what I did when I got out of that bed and got, went off and did all my sword fighting shows, which happened after I got out of that bed, I didn't do all those 4,000 sword fighting shows until after yeah. the doctor told me I never would, right? The way that happened was when something came up in my life that seemed contrary, I kept my focus on the goal, believed I was going to get my goal, and realized that anything that, that came up yeah. only came up because it was something I had to encompass, address, or get rid of, right? And realized that, that this thing that came up is just part of the process of getting what I'm getting because I'm not, get, I'm not choosing anything else less, right? So the five Fs really are an interesting thing. And the one thing that comes up consistently throughout your entire process is fearlessness. You have to go back to fearlessness constantly because it will come up. It'll come up. If you're finding yourself in a negative state, mm-hmm. that's a fear of some kind. Yeah. If you're finding yourself in a positive state, that's confidence. That's faith. Right? Yeah. So you have that moment. A lot of times people look at our world and they don't see a positive world. Right? But we live in a predominantly positive world. I can prove it to you. There's a lot of people in this world who commute to work. They get in their car and they drive to a city that's a half an hour away, right? They pass a thousand cars on the road, thousand cars. Every other day, they see a, a guy off the side of the road who had a fender bender. He's had a little accident or something. That night on the news, that accident is going to be on the news because it's on the news because it's the anomaly. It's the thing that's different. What should be the headline on the news is that 999 cars made it safely and without problem to their destination. You know, not only is our world predominantly positive, it's 99.9% positive. And so can you, can you, (laughs) can you be bold in a world that's that positive? Sure. Why not? It's easy. Oh my God. Well, you know what? Fearlessness for real. You, it, it's something that kind of pull us back, you know, and in for us to get over the hurdle that we, you know, face every single day, as you said, you know, we have to have all five steps. We can't just take one and then be like, we're going to get through it with just one stage. We have to follow through with all five in order for us to get to where we're trying to go to. Having faith is just, uh, I mean, a tip of the iceberg. You know, it's just this one thing. But actually putting the work in, having that action plan behind the faith is also another thing. Because I can't say, hey, I need a Tesla, having faith that a Tesla, but don't have the resources to get the Tesla. You know, it's not going to drop here out of the sky magically for me to get it. You know, it's something I want, so I have to work towards it. So what am I going to do to get towards it? So, yeah. Right. Another another thing is, is that you just said, you, 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 what you said is perfect. 
But one of the things you were saying is I don't have the resources. I don't have this. Well, instead of thinking about not having the resources, think about I am receiving the, re the resources. I am getting the resources. I am earning the resources. Staying on the focused positive aspect of receiving it mm -hmm. rather than focusing on the, the lack thereof. The lack thereof you, know, yeah. you can fo focus on lack all day long and your subconscious mind will lovingly show you lack. <laughs> It likes to show you lack, right? You dwell right. on it for too long, yeah. Right. Sure. And well, I'll tell you an interesting thing is is when you change when you really think about this from the idea of the the conscious and the subconscious mind. If you can change your subconscious mind into being predominantly positive, you'll see more positive things. And I, what I did, and this um, this is honest to God truth, I decided to really truly alter my subconscious mind in a really unique way. What I did was I set a, a monetary goal um, and it was early on in my career, right? I'm, I'm actually well past this goal. I'm going to tell you this goal. My goal was to make $20,000 a month. Mm -hmm. That was my goal. Yeah. And I set that goal and I was like, how am I going to do that? So I did two things. I would get up in the morning and I, I would go take a long walk. And when I went and took a long walk, I didn't let anybody talk to me on my walk. And all I did was in my head recited $20,000 a month, $20,000 a month, $20,000 a month. And I walked in that pace, $20,000 a month, $20,000 a month. And I walked for two miles every morning, $20,000 a month, $20,000 a month. I'm just, all I'm doing is programming the brain, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm programming that subconscious mind, $20,000 a month, right? And then at night when I went to bed, I, I found on YouTube, uh, um, a wealth meditation. Don't even remember which one it was. Didn't matter which one it was. And I would get in bed and I would turn that on and I'd just go to sleep and I'd let it play for an hour while I was sleeping. And you know what happened? It took a month of not making 20,000 and then a month of making over 20,000. And I made 20,000 the rest of the year that year. And it literally, and of course, because I had that in my subconscious mind, I was taking the present moment actions yeah. to getting it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So it's what you feed your mind daily. Right. Now, what you feed your mind daily is going to um, allow you to get to where you want to go. And the, co the cool part about that feeding your mind thing is 21 days in brain science, 21 days creates habit. Mm -hmm. And so that's only three weeks. So if in three weeks you can change your subconscious mind, you know, everything gets easier. Everything gets so much easier because now you've got all that, all that subconscious mind behind you. So what would you deem as success? Because, you know, every single person out here, they have so such, a, <coughs> you know, their own perspective or understanding of success. Success is having money or having a car or having, oh, you know, yeah. you know, a house and, and other people are looking at, you know, these people, especially, you know, with social media these days, Instagram, it shows you. And as I said, I always say this, it shows you the end results. It doesn't show you the back work of anyone. Right. And so you I, I have a I have a unique perspective on success. I think success is freedom. And I think the people who who set a monetary goal or set a, like I just set a monetary goal. Mm -hmm. Right. But what that monetary goal gave me was the was the lack of debt. Right. Right. Yeah. It gave me the freedom. Right. Yeah. Um, I may set that, that Tesla, but if I get to that Tesla and I suddenly have that Tesla, I'm going to go, okay, I don't, do I still feel free? Do I feel free? Exactly. Am I released from 
all the stresses, right? Mm-hmm. I think you could be, if, if I know a lot of people who live simply mm-hmm. and they're, they're probably more successful than a lot of other people that I know who, who are millionaires yeah. because of the fact that they, they don't have the burdens on them, right? And, then, and they're positive and they feel great. I think that's huge, hugely successful. I and like I said, I know people who are millionaires who are constantly stressed, constantly struggling and constantly trying to rip the next person off, you know? Um, to get their get their money because everything everything is exactly, about the money. Exactly. And they, you, you can't do that. Yeah. So success is freedom. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's your take on it. So, you know, what would you tell someone right now who is in the process or you know at, they're at stage 1. Um they're at the fearlessness in the in the stage and they're thinking of, you know, heading over to, you know, stage 2 which is focus. You know, what would you say is some methods that you have used to stay focused and you can say, hey, this is what I will say, you know, keep on this track and it will get you towards the stage three, which is faith. Right. Well, the first thing, first thing I'm going to say is take a breath and then exhale. Mm -hmm. Right. That's going to be the number one thing is that that exhale is going to change your perspective. Just doing that consciously will change your perspective. Mm -hmm. The next thing is, is that that. If you're in a fear state, um, you have to realize that that's a choice. Yeah. It, it literally is a choice because fear is not rooted in your present moment at all. It's, f- it's rooted in some future event that's uncertain. So your present moment and how you live your present moment is completely 100% a choice. So am I choosing to focus on the negative? Am I choosing to focus on the positive? Because the second of the five F naturally falls in with the first because if you're fearful because your focus is off, you see, they, they kind of work simultaneously in a way, right? So if I'm in a fear state, that's the first thing. I, other thing I do is I, I pull out a giant pad of paper, like this one right beside my, me right here. And you'll notice that there is page after page after page after page of things yep. I've written down. Mm-hmm. I write it down because not only am I thinking it, I'm doing something that puts it down into the real physical world. Yep. You know, I'm going, this is, this is the goal, the outcome that I am re- receiving. Other thing is, here's a really good one. As I said before, your present moment is the only moment you're living. And what you say about your present moment tells you exactly what you're creating. So start looking at your I am statements. Because I, mean, I tell my clients all the time, they're not allowed to say certain words. And those words are wanting, needing, hoping, or trying, because none of them are active present moment words. So you catch yourself saying, I am wanting, your subconscious mind is going to show you all kinds of things to want, right? I am creating, I'm enjoying, I am receiving, I am getting healthier, I am getting thinner, I am getting stronger. You know, I am, I am, I am, right? And then it's, if you look at that, that's, that's really ancient wisdom, if you really think about it. Because, you know, I was raised Christian, but like I said, I'm, I'm a bro- very broad in my spiritual outlook. Yeah. Yeah. But in Christianity, Jesus says, uh, whatever you ask in God's name is granted if you have faith. Yeah. But then when Moses climbed the mountain, he got to the top of the mountain, he talked to the burning bush. He said, hey, hey, bush, when I come down from this mountain, everyone's going to want to know your name. And the bush said, I am. So every time you say I am something, you are actually putting it out to your source that this is what I want you to create for me. All right. And you're putting faith in it because you're saying you're declaring it. 
I don't believe in affirmations. I believe in declarations because I believe the word affirmation means that you are trying to shore something up that isn't solid. And declarations means I am doing, I am doing. And as Yoda said in Star Wars, mm, do or do not, there is no try. <laughs> <laughs> Declare it over your life. But I, I mean, you know, affirmations, you said, you know, but everybody has their own take on it. Because some people, you know, their daily affirmations has helped them you know, to try the path that they want to take and to get. I, oh, I, I, I agree. But I, I think if they would address it from the aspect of here's, 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 the, here's my take on affirmations. Mm -hmm. As I just said, I lost 70 pounds, yeah. 70 pounds ago. I could not say I am a thin person, which is what affirmations tend to do. The reason I couldn't say that is because when I looked down, I couldn't see my shoes, <laughs> right? It just wasn't possible. What I did in those moments was that I am losing weight. Yeah. I am getting healthier, right? Yeah. Those are declarations. Those are not affirmations. Yeah. You, know, you have to make sure that whatever statement you're making, you can believe it. Because if you're not believing it, you're not creating it. Makes sense. Makes make a lot of sense right there. <laughs> so declare it, have that, um, you know, dedication to it over your life and put it there. All right. So just a few more questions for you here. So Okay. You traveled, you were a stunt guy, um, you know, before, because, you know, you, you, you kind of tell us a small story about your accident that you had when you were trying to lift the box. But did you travel before that or was it after? It was after. It was after. It was after, and yeah. How was that? Like, how was that change in transition, you know, from knowing the state that you were in? I know that you talked about the, the stages that you went through to get through it. But, you know, how was it for you personally? Like, was it? Oh, it was the largest, it was the, it was the biggest struggle of my life. Mm -hmm. um, as I, as I said, I, I had an abusive father. So I already, when that happened, I already had my self-doubts and my self-worth issues. Mm -hmm. Right. And then my back was just an example of the fact that I couldn't. Yeah, right. And by getting into that space of I can go through anything and I can stay flexible, you know, they, they wanted to put a pin in my back to, to hold my back together. Yeah. But I knew that it, that my goal was to be a stuntman and a fight director and, and a sword fighter. And I knew that if my back was fused, it wouldn't, it wouldn't flex. Yeah. And so I couldn't do those things. It's actually more dangerous for me to have a pin if I did one of those stunts. So I refused, I refused the, um, the pin and how I got myself out of that bed was by staying flexible and doing the small things daily. Like every day I would, I'd be lying in that bed and the doctor told me, you know, they sent me home and I was lying in a bed at home. And they told me that um, I had to get up and, and walk every day. And the only way that could happen is if someone came in and li literally lifted me up, and held me as I walked so I could get my legs moving because if I didn't, my legs would have atrophied. Mm -hmm. And so you know, a couple times a day, our trip was to the bathroom and literally get me up, get me into the bathroom, get me seated on the toilet and then leave me in there to do my business and then come back and get me. Yeah. Right. And, but every day I would get up and I would do my, do that work. And then eventually I got to the point where every day in between that I would sit up. And I would just flex my back. And so all those little present moments, all those little present moments of flexing my back a little bit more, of 
leaning forward to get ready to stand, getting my legs under me, then getting my legs you know, to push me upward. Those were all individual steps. Those were all the present moment successes. And every time I would get one of those present moment successes, I would celebrate myself. I am, I did it. I did yeah. it. Yeah. I sat up on my own. You know, I stood up on my own. And, and now I'm stacking these, these successes behind me. And then I went on and did, a, did a, um, and actually the, 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 the interview that's on my, uh, the um, biography that's on there is actually slightly out of date. I've actually hit 30 countries now. Um, 30 countries now and 16 of them were with the USOs and I that you know I was flying into bases on helicopters and jumping out and running over and doing shows and you know I had a very 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 physical life after that but it was only because I kept my faith I didn't let the fears of others stop me and I just did the present moment things and when anything came up that seemed contrary I just stayed flexible awesome so if you could go back to any of the countries that you have traveled to recently, which one would you have um, decided to go back to? Which one is on the top of your list and why? <laughs> I would, I would, you know, I would say that I had great experiences, all of them. I don't necessarily think I want to go back to Iraq right now, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, but you know, e- Egypt was an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was treated like a prince everywhere I went because Ooh. My expectation was that I was going to be treated like a prince everywhere I went. I ran into another American while I was there and he was having the exact opposite experience. And after I talked to him for about five minutes, I wanted to give him a bad experience too, because he was a jerk. (laughs) Um, But if I had, if I could just go and just have a vacation without any, I would, I would leave right now and go to Italy. I would leave right now and go to Italy. Uh, I remember I, when I was young, I used to sing in a doo-wop group called the Acafellers. And I used to sing all that American doo-wop, you know, all those old and the drifters and the platters and all that stuff. And I went to Italy and I was walking around at night and I went down to the Trevia Fountain, which is the, the three coins in the fountain fountain. And I went to the Trevia Fountain and there were all these Italian college students singing American doo-wop. And I sat down and I sang American doo-wop with them for about four hours. And I, I knew songs they didn't know. And I did harmonies they didn't know. And they were letting me sing leads. And it was, it was, awesome. Italy was the greatest. It was the greatest. I would go back in a heartbeat. Awesome. All right. So I am so happy that you stopped by the podcast today, John, and talked to us and shared with us the five Fs. And I want to go over them. Fearless. Um, it was focus. It was faith. Um, it was also follow through. And the last one, it was um, the wave. Flexibility. 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 Yeah. And what I want to do for your audience is I'm going to share a link with you to share with them. Awesome. It's, uh, it's a free gift. It's the 5F workbook. Now, let me just say this. I just used the word free. And I meant free. I didn't mean I'm not charging you anything. I'm also not I'm also not going to ask for your email even Ooh, look at that. I, because free is supposed to mean free. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't say give me your email and I'll give you something. Right. <laughs> right. This is a free gift. So it's just a link you go to and you, you go there and the book's right there. You can click download. You'll download it. And what that does is it takes you through your personal journey with the five F's. It helps you set the goals. It helps you set your fears aside, does all those things. The only thing I will ask, since that link will drop you on my website, is that while you're there, look around. If you like what you see, 
you know, that's cool. And if you go on top of the page, you'll see a thing that says community. And in the underneath community, you'll see two pages, those are little drop down menu. One of them is a daily vlog. So if you're looking for daily motivation, I put up a vlog, a video blog every day. And you, you can get daily motivation there. And right below that are me interviewing some extraordinary people. If you want to see something really cool, go check that out. They're called the Heroes of Achievement. Nice. Awesome. And the website. So it's corporateactionhero.com. There you go. <laughs> My radio voice. <laughs> also, definitely share with us your Instagram or social media site. Uh, but basically, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on I'm on Twitter. But if you if you search Corporate Action Hero on any of those platforms, you will find me. In fact, if you put Corporate Action Hero in Google, I'm going to be your first three pages. So because <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. Awesome. Thank you so much, John Davis, for being a part of Fortune People today. Well, thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Go for it now because the future is promised to no one. You have just listened to a weekly episode of For Change Be Bold podcast. You can keep the conversation going by following us on our Instagram page and our Facebook page at For Change Be Bold podcast. And until next week, have a wonderful Friday.